Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope, Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image, but beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice, loyalty or truth, preservation or revelation. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado, and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. Hello. My name is Kai, and this is Through the Eye of the Needle, performed by Lance Reddick. The problem is that the universe is big. Very, very big. We all know it, intellectually at least. If perhaps not with the same bone-deep certainty with which we know those things that we can see, touch, or observe directly... But when the experts tell us that the universe is big, we nod vigorously and say, we understand, like rational individuals, even though the concept of a million miles is too big for us to truly comprehend, let alone a million light years. Those same experts compound the problem by telling us that the universe has a built-in speed limit, the speed of light. If this most ethereal of energies, unbound by the trappings of solidity, cannot pierce the heavens in a mortal lifetime, then what hope have we, sheathed as we are by the constraints of flesh and mass? None. And so we are trapped, doomed to rot in the prison of physics. It therefore makes sense that when an intelligent species is faced with distances so great that a lifetime of travel at conventional speeds, even a thousand lifetimes, barely gets you out of your own stellar neighborhood, then that species will inevitably go looking for shortcuts. Those depressing certainties which we so begrudgingly acknowledged previously will inevitably become infected by the pathogen of doubt and that more dangerous contagion, hope. Once that infection has taken root, the death of certainty is sure to follow, and great things may become possible despite any weight of evidence to the contrary. It was with this hope burrowing its way into our minds that a small number of us started Project Echo. If light would not move fast enough under its own power, then we would push the limits of science until it did. We would give it no other option but to haul us to the stars. We fed our luminous beast of burden splitting and bending light before feeding it back into itself in strange harmonics that shook the very fabric of space-time. With each failure, our hope 
grew. For the screams of our obstinate continuum grew even more desperate as we pried away its secrets one by one until the day that certainty lay dead. We saw the dawn of the new, smaller universe our hope had promised. We had broken light in spirit, if not yet body. We had achieved faster-than-light communication. Project Echo had managed to circumvent reality at the most incorporeal level. Information. We soon learned how to send and receive messages instantaneously. Initially, just single bits, then bytes, then an endless flood of ones and zeros that spewed across this new spectrum. It showed us that the prison door was open, if only just ajar, and that soon we would step across the threshold and punch the warden of physics squarely in his jeering face. Our work continued. Project Echo was taken over by the world government and nationalized. We had more resources than ever before, more money, more minds, more hope. The light beast quailed once more under the onslaught of our instruments, the new implements of torture we had devised. But we could not break its body, try as we might. We had mastered FTL communication, which had spread like wildfires to all corners of our society, but FTL transportation still eluded us. No matter how much energy we fed into the space-time continuum, we couldn't tear a hole big enough that would allow anything physical to pass through. Our hope gradually diminished as the prison door slammed shut once again, the warden taunting us from behind the safety of the bars, unhurt and unconcerned. Still, we toiled, unwilling to let the corpse of certainty rise from the grave to shackle us once more. For decades, we pumped colossal energies into the hidden spaces of the void and listened intently to its squealing cries. Until one day, we heard voices, or at least the noises of intelligence. A fellow prisoner knocking on the other side of the walls of infinity. What else could we do but knock back? Eventually, the knocking turned into sounds, foreign words whispered to each other when the warden wasn't looking. We built a lexicon and learned to understand each other, and a flood of information began crashing back and forth. Our fellow prisoners were a race known as humanity, located far beyond our galaxy in one they called the Milky Way. Like us, they had tried to tame light to enable FTL transportation. Like us, they had failed. But although it seemed that our peoples would never be able to meet face to face, we came to know each other anyway. Light carried our missives through the secret pathways we had forged. Pictures and sounds, then video, and eventually pure data encoded in agreed formats that we both could understand. We swapped our science and technology, we swapped our arts and history, and we swapped our hopes and dreams. We saw the beauty of humanity and came to love them as our cosmic siblings. Our two peoples clung to each other like lifebuoys in a sea of emptiness. Alone. Together.
on several occasions, the humans made a reference to a, a breakthrough in their science. Something so monumental that they believed it would change both our systems forever. Though we asked repeatedly for a hint, they would always say they didn't want to ruin the surprise. Imagine our shock when strange new ships appeared as if from nowhere within our solar system. Gargantuan in size, they drifted silently inward, overlooking or ignoring our attempts to hail them. Had the humans mastered FTL transport? Certainly this was their great surprise. Our excitement was too great to simply wait for their slow approach. We sent the humans a message congratulating them on finding a way to send their ships to our system and ordered our outer colonies to send their fastest ships to intercept and greet them. It was farther than any of our crewed missions had ever traveled before. Hasty ship modifications were made to extend their range at the expense of cargo and protocol. As our ships approached the human fleet, we began to broadcast a greeting in English. Hello, our friends. Your arrival brings us great joy. Welcome to our home. We received only silence from the ships in response. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope Pura a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City. Starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado, and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. Suddenly... We received a message from the humans through our FTL communication relay, a short, frantic message that would change everything in an instant. Not us. Repeat. Not us. Ruby fire erupted from the nearest visitor, a laser so powerful that it cut the small colony moon in half. When the last wisps of its atmosphere had vented into the vacuum of space, the visitor launched ships that swarmed the ruined colony. The final transmissions we received from the moon showed black, chitinous monsters storming through the airless corridors, snatching bodies of both the living and the dead. Their task seemingly completed, the visitors moved on to slowly creep deeper into our system and the spoils that lay there, sailing towards us. We mobilized our forces, which were minimal at best. We had not fought a war in centuries, and the hereto enduring silence of our local galaxy had left us passive and unconcerned with military matters. 
The fleets we sent to defend our colonies were quickly broken by the visitors who cruised on indifferently, destroying outposts and harvesting our citizens with impunity. We screamed for help across the void, and the humans gave us all they could. Designs for ships and weapons streamed constantly across the superlight connection, as well as new techniques for manufacturing and logistics, as quick as they could be developed. The human scientists worked tirelessly to advance our military technology, analyzing the records of our failed engagements with the enemy. Our manufacturing base increased tenfold. But it was not enough. Our adversary ships were tough, heavy hitters whose weapons could cleave through our best capital ships and destroy a hundred fighters in an instant. Our crews died in droves, an uneven trade for the few enemies they were able to destroy. With surrender impossible, we began to contemplate evacuation. But it was only a fantasy. There were simply too many of us and no interstellar ships to carry us. All that evacuation could accomplish was slow deaths of starvation and asphyxiation, adrift in hostile space. We asked the humans to remember us fondly when we were gone. We will not forget, they replied. But there was more. We will not forget a friend in trouble, our ally in peril. We will not forget an enemy's slight or a villain's betrayal. We will not look up to the stars and know that our family died there alone and afraid in the wretched claws of evil. We will pass through the eye of a needle before we ever forget. And then it came. New data, new designs. Fantastic machinery, nanoscopic in scale, so complicated and intricate that we could not believe that such a thing was even possible. This was their breakthrough. Though they weren't sure it was ready or would even work, they acknowledged that this was our last chance, our last stand. We had to try. There were instructions on how to build it and how to power it. We focused all our energies into its construction, hoping that the enemy's advance would remain slow and give us the time we needed. We lived in constant fear that with the end in sight, they would lunge forward for the final killing blow. The result of our labors was a cube, no bigger than a fist. It was to be the first of many. The instructions dictated that we place these cubes on large stockpiles of raw matter. We placed it on a small planetoid, a failed moon that had never fully coalesced, dense with minerals. The cube came apart into a thousand glittering shards that soaked into the rock. The asteroid seemed to melt where the shards touched it, the new rivulets of material flowing together into a silver pool. From this pool, a structure rose, skeletal, like the frame of some predatory nightmare from ancient times. Metal flesh flowed around it and the artificial creature grew. When its form looked complete, it came to life, striding out of the liquid metal with jerky motions up onto clear ground. In its place, a new skeleton began to take shape. The first construct halted, standing motionless for several minutes. Our sensors showed it radiating heat as unseen processes continued to shape its interior. 
Then we detected a supralight connection reaching out across the universe back to the Milky Way. Massive amounts of data streamed across it over the next hour before trailing off to nothing. Lights came to life, and the thing seemed to shudder. Limbs stretched out to full extension and cycled through their range of motion. Gone was the jerkiness that the thing had showed in its first movements, replaced by the sinuous grace of something almost biological. When the motions finished, the machine strode toward our observation post, walking on two legs with surprising agility over the rough terrain of the asteroid. As it drew near to the observation post, it issued forth a voice. Hello. I'm Colonel Ari Hill, Terra Navy, 1st Regiment. Behind it stretched an ever-growing line of copies crawling their way out of the silver pool, which had now swelled to many times its original size as the cube's nanotech chewed its way through the asteroid's crust. The frames of larger constructs grew from it at several points, resembling the superstructure of a spacecraft. We've come to help. Behind him, his soldiers formed ranks. Old minds in new bodies. Hundreds of thousands of humans had volunteered to shed their mortal forms and to digitize their minds so that they could be squeezed through the interstices of space-time, a space smaller than the eye of any needle. They would then be downloaded into artificial bodies. Bodies built for war. They could not go back, except into more synthetic flesh. Their original bodies were gone. They had sacrificed their humanity by exercising its greatest virtues. Empathy, compassion, courage. They had chosen to stand with us, come what may. They will fight by our side. The dark certainty of death is once more infected by hope delivered to us through the auspices of light. With them, we are whole, and hopefully, that will be enough. It was time to fight back. was Through the Eye of the Needle by Michael Carabot, performed by Lance Reddick. This episode was directed by Alex Kemp and produced by Toby Lawless at Wolf at the Door Studios. Dust is produced by Stephen Michael and associate produced by Sarah Newton at Gunpowder and Sky. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? 
From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 